Shall we turn our scripture reading to the book of Ephesians? Ephesians chapter 1, we're reading from verse 17 to 23. If you're there, say amen. Some are still flipping through the Bible. Ephesians chapter 1, 17 to 23. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may be glory. Give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Having the eyes of your heart enlightened that you may know that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glory, glorious inheritance? In the saints, 19. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believes according to the working of his great might? 20. That he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rules and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named not only in this age but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as a head over all things to the church which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Amen. Amen. Indeed, our God is a good God. He's the one who has given us the opportunity to gather as his children to hear his word. Thank you, Father, for this glorious day for the opportunity to read your word. We pray that you bless us abundantly. Help us to know, to do, and to be what you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This year, as I said, we would be looking at the book of Ephesians. From beginning to the end. In every quarter, we'll pack something that will help you to understand and look at other topics on a quarterly basis. So it's here. But today, we have an overview. There was this preacher who went to church and he saw very few people 
and he decided that what he had prepared for that day, because there were a few people, he would preach all. So far, no two or no share saying, perform mass or a bebreno, or saying that you're not going to be a When he closed, then he was standing at the entrance there and he saw a farmer. And the farmer, he asked the farmer, How did you find the service? Now, Obisa, Okwa, Okwenini, say, now I saw the corner day. And the farmer looked at him and said, Pastor, so for when I prepare food for my cows to eat, and they come, and only one or two show that they are hungry, I don't give them the whole food. As I walk around, I can see that some people are tired. Uh, they came last night and they are ready to come here for just to get something to keep going. Hallelujah. If I, I myself, if you leave me here for too long, I may fall asleep and not even know what I'm saying. <laughs> but by his grace, we will go through. So, this really is to whet your appetite for you to be a student of the word of God. Because if there's one book that I will encourage you as a believer to know inside out, it is the book of Ephesians. The whole Bible is important, but the book of Ephesians, if you cannot go to Romans because it's too complicated, I'll tell you, you can stay in the book of Ephesians until the Lord calls you home and you will know that you have learned a lot. Because most authors, most Bible students say, what is in that book is unbelievable. It's written to a church in Ephesus. That city exists still today. There are people who worship in that church like you. It's in Greece. If you want to go there, you can go and look at it. But that city had a very big church. Let's see what the church, what, 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 what that shrine looked like. Ephesus was known as a city center of the Roman world in that part of the earth. Of the country. And they had, a, they had a goddess called Diana or Artemis. And people came from afar to worship him. It was very important for people to go and worship in Artemis' temple. When you are living, then you buy some necklace or some small bosom or amagan to take to your house because you've been to uh, <laughs> Ephesus and you carry it away, or you've been to Corinth, but you've been to Artemis' place and you carry it away. The temple also had prostitutes that, as a result of your trying to worship God, you can go and have sex with the worshippers and that will be acceptable because you contribute to <laughs> oh lord have, you, you contribute to the upkeep of the temple it is into this culture that god sent 
his servant called Paul. And he stayed there in Acts 19 until all Asia heard the word of God. But it was the same place that he also got into trouble. Because he was facing the devil and spoiling the devil's business. So let's see what the temple looked like. It was called one of the wonders of the world at that time. You see? All right, you, you give the volume so that we'll hear it. My children, I, brought, I bring these things to make you also see something and get excited. Uh, can you start again so I'll stop talking? Everybody hear what they are saying so that I don't duplicate it. And uh, uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Now, let me say this before I go on. In the ancient world, people don't come to church like this to sit in the temple. They stand outside. And so the temple, nobody occupies it except the god or the goddess. So look at what they build for a goddess. And look at what so, that is to help you finish what you are finishing for God. Look, this is what they built for the goddess. Incredible. Okay, so now let's go. Let's see when they built it, how long it took them to build it, and all of that. What is the book about? Thank, thank you, Osofu. What is the book about? Now, episode. Paul was in prison in Rome waiting to either be freed or to be killed. In fact, he ended up being killed. But like we've heard many, many times, there was never a dull moment in that man's life. For him, his motto was, for me to live is Christ and to do what? To die is gain. He was the one who said, make the best use of the time. Make your time work. Times are evil, so work the time well. And the people of Ephesus, because they had these temples, they had all kinds of customs and traditions that were built around temples. And sometimes when you are a Christian and you are meeting in some uh, rented house or some under some tree or some school or a building that is not complete, people say, where do you go to church? When you turn and say, ah, we worship in this place. Why are you worshiping there? And so it's people a, flock there. And of course, when they go there and they see the, you see the, the queen, the way she looks like a hunter, dressed in, people who today wear, I am aware, and bikini and all those things, they think they are doing something. This is almost four to five hundred years before Christ. So 2,500 years ago, that is the way they dressed their queen, Artemis, Dinah. 
So there's nothing new um, uh, young people are doing today. <laughs> but the gospel had to take root there, and God sent somebody to take root there. So when you are crying about the godlessness that is in Ghana, that is in the world, that is on the internet, that is all over the world, know that God is sending you there because you can make a difference. So tell yourself, I can make a difference. Tell somebody, receive the anointing to make a difference. Hallelujah. Because you are rooted in Jesus. So the theme of Ephesians is that the church is a living organism. You see? The church is a dynamic. It is not cast in stone in buildings like that. It is a living organism. The actual body of the living Christ. So we are to live like people who know that their Lord is bigger than any temple. So whether it is beautiful or not beautiful, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, why did, he, why did he even bother to do this? I don't know, yes, I did. The key to understand the book is that we must have personal relationship with Jesus. And you must have a relationship with other believers as well. And wherever you are, you can worship the Lord. The Jews had a saying, in fact, they had a practice that to have a synagogue, there must be 10 men in the synagogue. So you can have nine women, 10 women, 20 women, but it doesn't count. You can have nine men in that church added to the 30 women, it's still doesn't count. But as soon as somebody comes, maybe he has a nursing baby who is a boy, and she manages to come and say, what child is this? It's a boy. Oh, yes. Now we have 10 men. The church service can start. <laughs> so the teaching of Christ was that this temple Forget about it, because it existed at the time of Christ. This is not the temple we are talking about. Paul had seen something like this. He said, this is not how we worship God. It's a living organism. So remember what Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there, there, there in their midst. We are more than two, three. He's here with us. When he said two people gathered, it doesn't matter whether you are slave, free, male, female, whatever it is. Even if you want to be the only person praying in this assembly, he's here with you. Hallelujah. Amen. But it is better and sweeter when you have a personal relationship with Jesus and you live with other fellow Christians in a nurturing, in a loving atmosphere. 
na se wuni yame ankasa won kita hodie na wuni afofro esunya kita hodie a eboa wo ma wini we urade mu and one of the key things he wanted them to know is that in that relationship you must have love for each other and God should establish some key structures that would help you to function so what is this whole book about like i said i'll just give a few and then encourage you to try reading it what is it about what is it trying to tell them first is that the believer has blessings that come from jesus christ now, if you look at it, I wish you, could, I wish you had given me the full outline. I know it would be too busy. Now, our possessions are in Christ. This is where we see a doctrine that some say, oh, where do you find, where do you find the doctrine of the Trinity in the Bible? But okay. you see it as you read that the possessions you have come from God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. No, stay there, stay there, stay there, stay there. These are believers' blessings in Christ. <laughs> blessing he's given you, then you are not focused on what real blessings are. From the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So he says, now, you the believers, I am praying that you understand what this blessing is all about. Because we are positioned in Christ. So B, you see from 15 to 23 that look, the Lord has given you a lot, so I'm praying that you understand it. I love telling the story of going for a meeting and there was this young girl, she just came and stood at the meeting, moving up and down and she stood looking at everybody. There were people who were getting embarrassed because they didn't know what she was doing. She was just standing there. They tried to move her and she wouldn't move. She just kept watching, watching, watching. She was so nicely dressed that they couldn't decide that she was not correct. And she was so confident that anybody who got her and tried to push her away, she didn't move. Finally, they say, can we all stand? The first lady is coming. So we all stood up. And as the first lady walked, this young girl saluted the first lady and moved to the back. Then we all saw that, oh, really? That is... Yeah, all that she was doing, we thought she wasn't correct. She was perfectly correct. She had the authority of the Ghana government, the police service, the everything, the security, all these people there, BNI, they knew who she was. But 
We the Bob wrote no rank, we didn't know who she was. And if anybody had attempted to play something like somebody did yesterday. <laughs> How many people were not here yesterday? You were not here yesterday. Okay. Oh, many of you were here. All right. So yesterday, those of you were not here. Somebody stole a bag here. After we told them that there are CCTVs in this room. So after a while, after announcing that there's a CCTV here, you can take it away, but we'll catch you. The bag, wherever the bag went to, he flew and he came back. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> See, without knowledge, you do the wrong things and you get yourself into trouble. So he said, you, the believer, must be enlightened. You have been raised and seated on the throne with Jesus Christ. You are reconciled and you are part of the temple of God. So I am praying that you get it and you occupy your place properly. So like that lady, she occupied her place. And nobody will bypass her and plant something, a bomb under the seat of the first lady, it won't happen. May the Lord show you who you truly are. That you take your rightful place at work, in the office, in the spiritual realms, and be who God wants you to be. So the whole of chapter 1 talks about our possessions in Christ. But then, in chapter 2, it talks about our position in Christ. This is an amazing fact that, uh, you see, sometimes what God says is so high that we cannot understand it. You are sitting down here, sitting on a chair. And God says something about you, that you are raised and seated on the throne. You are reconciled and set into the temple. So what are we supposed to do? It's unbelievable. But that's what God says about you. And we are to believe it. We are to activate it. And this year we'll be looking at more and more of those things. Sometimes it is in combat, it is in having facing difficulties in the world and confessing these things that your real person begins to shine. It is in, in studying the Bible, it is in praying to God that your real spiritual person, the gifts that God has given you, begin to show. But God does all these things so that you will know and learn something. So the book is arranged, we can say roughly in two ways. The first three chapters talk about who we are in Christ. The privileges you have in Christ. So it's like you have been enrolled into the police or into the army and you come back and you are an officer. 
Hallelujah. So you come back. Okay, I see some I see some uh, new lawyers here. So you have gone through law school, you've come out now, they call you Esquire, and they call you a new they call you a lawyer, and you are so happy. Or you are qualified, you are a doctor, you are an engineer. That's what you've gone to study and you have. You have the qualification. That is fine. But what do you do with it? So you are the doctor, if you are like the friend I know. After qualifying to be a doctor, the first time he went to the, to the, to the theater and he saw blood, he said, I said it, I don't like this thing. He was feeling very dizzy. The last, the last time I heard, he's doing very well baking bread. <laughs> so you ask yourself, why, why did he go to school for? Yeah, he can tell you. He said, look, I am not baking bread because I'm frustrated. I'm baking bread because that is my passion. That is what God has given me. And man must eat. There's no shame in baking bread. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Paul wrote this, and the Bible is telling us this, that when we know your position in Christ, you are not to say, God called you and gave you all these gifts, so are you baking. <laughs> Sorry, it's not that baking bread is not good. But I'm just saying, so ask him, why did he go to school? He went to school to qualify. But now he realized that, no. What has God given you? The next part of the Bible in Ephesians talks about what we are to do with what God has made us to become. So, we get the doctrine that talks about the believer's possessions, what you possess, the spiritual things, physical things that God has given to you. Chapter 1 to 3 talk about the believer's possessions and blessings. But chapter 4 to 6, chapters 4 to 6 talks about the believer's duty. The believers walk with the Lord and in the world. I'm a believer and so what? I'm a Christian, so what do I do? Oh, I've qualified as an engineer, so what? I'm a lawyer, so what? I finished SHS, so what? I finished JHS, so what? Wow, then he tells you what you have to do with it. So, a few things here. You must walk in purity. Don't be like those who go to that temple and when they go to the temple, what do they do over there? They engage in all kinds of things with their magans and the shrine and the prostitution and they come back and they are boozed. And when you ask them, where are you coming from? I'm coming from Artemis. And look, and look, look. Oh, I went to church 31st night. Meanwhile, when you are passing the one you are telling, I went 31st night. What did you go and do there? They said, I was just there and I saw that a lot of things are happening. And when I finished, I just passed the beer bar and the Pateshi bar to make sure that uh, I enjoy and welcome 2023. Is that how you want to enjoy 2023? God has given you a brand new year. What to use for what? Say so walk in purity. 
that is so important to God. Who can tell me where that verse is? You will get five cities. The, the Lord's hands are not shut that he cannot save. His ears are not deaf. I'll add more things to you so if you know where it is. His ears are not deaf that he cannot hear you. He's not blind that he cannot see you. But your what? Your sins have separated you from God. Your sins. That's what the Bible says. God is pure and if you are pure, he has a dealing with you. But if you are doing all of this, you may be his child, you may be his daughter. But he said, no, I'm not blind, I'm not deaf, I'm not sleeping, I can hear you. Okay, who found where that, where that verse is? Where? No, there are four of you talking because you want five cities. You share the five cities. Uh, five, I should give five times. They are aggressive. Uh, where's the verse? Isaiah 59 verse 1. Okay, let's see whether it's correct. Whether it's correct. Let's see whether it's correct. They said there are 10 of them. They are doing in Kaboom. So 5 times 10. Is, how much is that? That's 20 cities, isn't it? How much is that? 5 times 10. 5 times 10. Is, is what? 50. Okay, you got it right. You bring the money. <laughs> yes, I wanted somebody to help me with the mass. Can we read it together? Surely, I like this version. Surely, the arm of the Lord is not true. I'm not hearing from this corner. I put it there because of you. Let me hear from this. My children, are you there? Or my grandchildren, are you there? Can we read it together? Surely, the arm of the Lord. Okay, let's read. Let's read. All the children under 10, you read. Let's hear you. Go on, the next one. Uh -huh. Say the bat very well. Shout, bat! Uh -huh. Shout more than me. Say, okay, take time. Take time and say the bat very well. Say it. Ready? Go. Bat! Uh -huh. What is iniquity? What? Oh, there's a mistake. What is iniquity? Are you in the class? You are the class prefect. Okay, but what? <laughs> but your... Let's go on, let's go on. I won't, I won't stop you again. Let's read it together. Verse 2. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear you. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible said. Long. Isaiah. So if you're asking... Why doesn't God answer my prayer? Why doesn't he do this? Why doesn't he do this? And Paul, through the love of God, is telling us something. The believer's duty, the believer's behavior is walk, walk, walk in purity. I jumped that one, but the first one is to walk in unity, walk in purity, walk in love. The greatest of the things that we can do, as far as the Bible is concerned, is to walk in love. Walk in purity, walk in love. John 13, 34, 35. What does the Bible say over there? 
and those who are quoting, quoting, you owe, you are, you, I owe you 20 CDs or 50 CDs, depending on who got it correct. John 13, 34, 35. What does it say? A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Okay. Now, with all the people from the Teen Chapel who are here, can you read this one? Teen Chapel, let's, read, let's know you are here, including the Teen Chapel pastors and leaders. Can you read this one? Teen Chapel, are you here? Where are the Teen Chapels? Where are they? Hey, you can't talk. Hey. Uh-huh, I can see you. How about they are here? Hey, I mean, look, are you here? I'm doing roll call. All those in the Teen Chapel, read these verses for me right here. Where are the Teen Chapel pastors? See your people. They, they, they are not in church. Where are you? Okay. Yes. Please, uh-huh. all of you stand up and let's read together. Some That's of them do not particularly look like teens, but let them stand up. They are teen workers. Okay. Foreign players. Okay, fine. All right. Can you read this for me? So I'm just trying to make church lively and interactive. Yeah, you help me. Ah, you make me sweat like that till my solar panel begins to shine. If my solar panel is shining too much, you'll be in trouble. Okay, I'm coming to you. Read for me. A new what? All right. All those here. They, they need lawyers. All those here. Can you help them read it? Let's go. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. This now, thank you. Sit down. Sit down. Uh, team pastors and uh, team workers, you have some work to do. Because my office is behind you. And I hear you doing a lot of things, praying, speaking in tongues, beating drums. And when I say you should read, you behave as if you cannot read. I forgive you today. Next time I open the door and come and look at those who have been making all that uh, thing. Now, Jesus is saying, this is from Jesus, a new commandment I give to you. I said, you for fry and I made a What are commands giving for? They are giving for you to obey. It's a new commandment. There was an old commandment. The old commandment said, Love the Lord your God with all your mind, with all your heart, with all your spirit, with all your soul. And the second one, Love your neighbor as yourself. So there are people who can love God. And but they don't they, they love God, but they don't love the people of God. And there are some people because they don't love themselves, they cannot even love their neighbor. There was this man during the 1982-1983 crisis. It, thank you. It was so bad, people were hungry. The man can cook in his office and eat it. Buy food and eat it. When he goes home, he says, how was the day? He said, the day was fine. The wife and children were, were, I mean, they were starving. Finally, he was caught one fine day doing that act. They asked why do you do that? So the Bible didn't say, love your neighbor more than yourself. So I have to eat when I'm satisfied. Then I'll look for them. I'll look 
for food for them to eat as well. I was eating so that I can walk to the place and get food for them. And unfortunately, when I got there, there was no food. Logic, 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 Bonnie. I dream Bonnie. I dream Bonnie. Yeah. But this one's a new commandment I give you love one another. As I have loved you. How did Jesus love the disciples? So when you are reading the Bible, you begin to see, we do cross-reference. How did Jesus love the disciples? When he went there, the disciples were supposed to wash his feet. There were two no. Nobody wanted to wash his feet. So he started washing it. Then they all started saying, oh, don't wash our feet, don't wash our feet. Yes, yes, Peter said, don't wash my feet. Hey, Peter, if I don't wash your feet, then you are, you are not worthy to be my disciple. And I like Peter. He said, Jesus, if washing my feet is what makes you uh, make me a disciple, then bath me, bath me. Whole body, whole body. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then bath me, the whole body. He said, no, I'm not talking about bathing you. So he bent down and he served them. This is my theory. That all the disciples that Jesus, that were with Jesus Christ. Even though they didn't understand, they didn't, they didn't understand some of the things that he was saying. There was one thing they were sure of. That he loved them. And so when he died, none of them ran away. And all of them, all of them, apart from Judas, who committed suicide? All of them were killed because of the gospel. Hallelujah. The only one who died a natural death is the one who wrote the gospel of love. What is his name? John. John. Okay. So they knew that Jesus loved them. So what, what he was saying was not theory. They knew it. Now let's, let's go quickly. Let me take the, the next few quickly. So we'll be seeing this. So walk in unity, walk in purity, walk in love, walk in the light. Hmm. Can I talk about Dumso? I won't talk about it. Walk in the light. Let what you see be clear. Recently, when the political parties were having their election, I don't know why the things was going to darkness. Then I had one commentator say, some of the things that they, they want to do, they, it works well in the night. <laughs> People were there, they were trying to do the thing quickly so that they can count and go home. But there are others there who know that whatever they want to do, it works well in the night. So when did they have the election? In the night. So what happened in the night? You and I were not there. A lot of things happened in darkness. But Jesus tells his disciples, walk in the light. Then walk carefully. Because the times are evil. You will hear things. You will see things. You will see people who think that they are Christians. 
but walk carefully. Redeeming the time because the times are evil. So, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. But like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity. In these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly. But understand what the Lord wants you to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what Paul is telling them. Know what the Lord wants you to do. And let me look at the last one. Walk in harmony. Walk in harmony. So in a normal choir, there's SATB, soprano, alto, tenor, and bass. When they are singing very well, you hear the song, it is nice. Even if your voice is not very nice and they place you somewhere, once you are contributing to the harmony, it is okay. But there are some of us, when they put us here and you raise a voice for them to, uh, to sing a certain song. Pastor Wisdom, so no money from the swap. Then the keyboardist will be there trying to look for the key. Key A, key D, key C, the key Y. By the time you know, I'm going to say, 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 Jesus said we should walk in harmony. Now, this is a very important chapter. And we quote it for our weddings. But it also shows how people should behave in their homes. Now, this society, the one that I will tell you about that people have misunderstood the Bible is that the Greek and the Roman society they had a lot of slaves in those communities. We were in a restaurant in Athens and they brought a menu. And I read something that I couldn't understand. Say, at one time in Athens, there were 40 citizens and 400,000 slaves. 40 citizens. So those who talk about democracy, in Athens, in those places where they started, it wasn't everybody who said everything. No. But, but the point is that the, the, the power of the gospel, they did not condemn those things, but they put in place principles that transformed those societies. All that was needed for somebody to be called a slave was for somebody to seize power. Then the rest of you become slaves. And when you are a slave, you do whatever you want to do, abusing the power, abusing, stealing, and do everything. And some of them had become Christians. But they were still believing, behaving like Ghanaians. So you go to the office, you go late. You go and take paper. You take things that do not belong to you. You have a GV car, you remove the plate and put another plate on it. You've done all kinds of things with your selfish interest. 
And finally, the country has collapsed. Employ five people, you employ 100 and pay them salaries out of coverage area. Children go to school, they don't know anything, but they come out A, 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 C, 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 B, 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 they call nothing because they, are, they, are, they have to pass, so they've passed them. So what happens to the society? It's a dead society. It's a society should not work like that. There are laws that regulate everything. So there's a law and an order in marriage. If you are called a husband, you have a role. If you don't want to be a husband, nobody is forcing you to marry. So be, don't marry. Be, be yourself. Don't worry. If you say, are you married? They say, no, I don't, I'm not married because I like to walk alone. I don't want any trouble. I don't want to disturb anybody's daughter. I am alone. I'm not married and I'm happy. I'm a happy bachelor. Finish. So, you are a husband. If you choose not to marry as a woman, you are free not to marry. But if you choose to marry, then there are obligations for being a wife. If you want the harmony that God talks about, learn how to work with a husband who understands his role and you also understand your role. I never forget the Gimpa lecturer who was giving the women talk, talk, talk about how to become big in their society, big to do this. And one woman said, Madam, I want one question. I see a ring in your, on your finger. Are you still married? So I cancelled that thing long ago. So what is the ring for? The ring shows that once upon a time I was married. He said, look, if you were married and you're not married, then you can't give us this advice to follow you. Please stop. You are morally... It's okay, let me finish. So, so the reason why there are divorces in this world in an increasing number, even including churches, is that the simple thing, husbands and wives, we don't follow the rules. And if you break God's law, you break your own neck, you break your own society, you break your own home. Period. You cannot do anything to destroy God. If God blesses you, you are a parent, you have children, he tells you how to raise the children in love. If you raise your children like Captain Von Trapp, pee, 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 pee. ah, when the child, the, the father is coming, hey, by hey, what's coming, tiger? What's coming, lioness? So one time they collected from India Bola a certain woman. When they collected, when the Bola man came collected, they, they saw that the person was alive. He said, ah, what are you doing here? Say, my children say they don't need me anymore. If you sow love, you reap love. Follow the biblical principle. We'll see more of that, family life. So, masters and servants. Because there were 40,000 masters, so-called, and 400,000 slaves. Oh, if you read the scripture, the way I address it, it is incredible. Say, so you who are masters in the flesh, you who are masters, they call you master in this world. 
Remember that you also have a master somewhere. Uh -huh. So it is the arrangement of society that has made you boss. You went to school, you are somebody's boss here. But you also have a boss. So treat them well. Give them fair wages. Treat them well like your brothers and sisters, particularly when they are Christians. And those who are called servants and slaves. Don't think that the work is for your boss so you will destroy. No. Remember. <laughs> so, <laughs> so don't, 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 don't have that mentality because God has seen you <laughs> and he's seen you and he will pay you, he will reward you and all these are in the book of Ephesians how to regulate society read it and it will give you principles for living then the last one <laughs> say you think there are things that you can see with your eyes. But there are other things you cannot see with your eyes. So, put on the whole armor of God. There's welfare that you have to fight. There are principalities, there are powers, there are forces, there are destruction. They are there. But the Lord has already won the victory yeah, for you. Hallelujah. He has already won the victory oh, for amen. you. Hallelujah. Amen. He has already won it for us. And so this year, our aim this year is to go through this book. And what is the purpose? So that we may be rooted in Christ Jesus. Anchored in him and rooted in him. What we don't understand, he will be teaching us. What we don't know, others will teach us and help us. How to be a good parent, we can be taught and coached. How to be a good wife, you share with somebody, they will teach you what to do biblically. Parents and children, and there's no part here that God is not interested in helping us to be his children. Because God wants us all to be winners. Hallelujah. So there's this woman who thought she was dying and they took her to heaven. And she was walking by some windows in heaven and she saw a lot of things there. When she saw the thing then, as they say, the angel who walks with uh, people, who was apostle who became an angel walking with people to show them their rooms. What is his name? Peter, uh, were you there? All right. So he was showing people their rooms, their rooms. So he went there, and some people, their room was like this, very full with boxes. But some people, he went there, their room was just like this. Some there was nothing. So the woman said, Angel, but... Uh, can I help you pack the things that are in the room very well? Some of the things have to come. How can somebody's whole room, all that he has in this room, is this? Can I help you? They said no. There are two things, two or three things. Every room has an owner. And the things in this room have been placed there by their owners. 
They prayed for the answer, and some of them they are empty because their boxes have been delivered to them. Some of the things that are in the room here, <laughs> they are waiting for their owners to believe that God can give it to them and pray that it will come. They have hey. not. So there are angels, there are messengers waiting to send the parcel, but the owners are not asking for them. They pray once, they've forgotten. So that is one level of those whose room are packed. The second one, there are those who have worked very hard and they have, they have won awards and their rewards are waiting for them. That is the understanding of those whose rooms are packed. And we have the key to interpret for each one of them when they get here, who gets what. So your prayer and your works follow you. Did you say, do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where thieves and mob break in, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven. So yeah, so they are storing it for themselves. So there are some who are not getting it because they are not asking ASK. Matthew 7, 7, they don't care. They don't understand. So they are not getting anything. Then the woman said, okay, we are now. We are now stopping. Why? Okay, so we are now stopping. too fast. Now I can't tell me, say, Papa, time out. Okay. So he said, Can you show me my room? So he went to the room there. Look into the thing. No, go Okay, we're cross. Then the whole place was full of cobwebs. Is this my room? What is going on here? This is what you have done so far. You haven't and done anything. I forgive me, give me, give me. You pray that. He has given you. But what you do with it is for you, myself, my family, my friends, and all of that. You use it for everything except doing God's work. So your room is empty. He said, Can I have another chance? He said, me. Okay, 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 So said, so can I, can I, can I, can I ask for more time? The angel said, ask for me. I'm only a bodyguard. I am only taking you to show because you want to see. I'm only taking you to show. Then the woman said, oh, so can Jesus give me another chance? So she said, oh my Jesus! Oh, Jesus. And she opened her eyes. And there were people sitting beside her in the hospital. So what's going on here? What has Jesus done? So this one, uh, I have to think about it. And I'll let you know later on. So, a few days later, she was discharged. And when she came out, say, thank Jesus for another opportunity. I was on duty when they called me that there was a woman in a certain room 
They were telling her that she's about to die, and all that they are telling her, she doesn't understand it. So when I got to her, I said, oh, Madam, uh, she, they have sent you here to come and tell me that I don't get it that I'm about to die. Isn't it? See, America, when you want to die, they will tell you quickly if you have anything to write, will you write it and you live well. He said, They brought you here to tell me that I'm about to die and I'm not behaving properly. They said, you sit down, let me tell you the story. So she told me this story. I opened my mouth and said, hey, is that what life is like? Of course, as a Baptist, you have to see whether it is in the book. So it is not exactly in the book. But I know, Matthew 7, 7, ask, seek, knock. I know it is there. And I know, do not store for yourself treasures on earth where thieves and moth. I know it is there. And I know it is there. Your labor will follow you. I know your good works. I know. They are all in the Bible. The way she saw it, I don't know about it. That is her dream. And she said, when I came back, these are my family members. Tell them. In witnessing, in fasting, in praying, in giving. Chaplain, go and mind your own business. So I said, Madam, thank you for the education. As the Lord will have it, one day I was called back to a room where the woman had just died. When I got to the room, the family was there. I said, hey, chaplain, you are on duty. I said, give him five. I said, what? She's gone. I said, yes. I said, look at her face. She's smiling. She's smiling. God has given her seven bonus years. So we were here when she was telling you all of that story. She wasn't rooted in the Lord. But when God gave her the opportunity, she's now rooted and she's ready to go. Oh, my friend, my friend, my friend. In the book of Ephesians, it tells you there's victory. You can be rooted in Christ. Now, before you miss your inheritance. Do you know him as your Lord and Savior? Do you know why he has given you 2023? I don't know why he has given you. But if this last story will help you, in prayer, in fasting, in, doing, in giving, in doing the thing that God has given to you, that you should walk in them. Give me Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. I mean, I'll, I'll stop there. Ephesians 2.10 is one of those powerful. Give me 8, 9, and 10. I'll stop there. I didn't intend to because we'll, we'll see it properly. But there are some verses you have to hear them and hear them and hear them and hear them 10 times before it clicks. So can we all read it together? For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not for yourself, from yourself. It is the gift of God. Number 9. Not by works. So that no one can boast. Verse 10. For we are God's handiwork. Created in Christ Jesus. To do what? To do good works. Which is what? Which God prepared in advance for you to do. God prepared when? In advance for you to do. Will you do it? Will I do it? God bless you with this gift of 2023. Stay, live long, and live for him. Amen.